man, how ridiculous would it be if I didn't give you a full episode this week? I mean, really, if I were to just give you that fucking 12 minute rant that I did earlier yesterday, that'd be, that'd be pretty sick of me, wouldn't it? Well, luckily for you guys, we're not doing that. Um, I've got Mike Hogan who should be coming onto the podcast at any moment now. Um, and there he is. There we go. Ragham, Ragham City. Ragham City, man. Do you want to know the story behind Ragham City? I do. I was going to ask. I haven't seen that title before. Yeah. So, um, man, I want to say ninth grade. Um, yeah, ninth grade. Uh, me and I want to say four of my friends, uh, we learned how to use Photoshop. Um, and we just started like making posters for uh, like a uh, fake production company that didn't exist because um, we, we liked Tarantino movies. And I also liked um, all of the fonts that uh, fucking uh, Adult Swim would make uh, or would use, you know, yeah. for their like inter, inter TV show kind of little like, I guess, messages. So I started making like YouTube videos and like teasing trailers to films that we didn't make. Um, and like, <laughs> and like awesome. just kind of creating, it was like when we were 14 and the name of it was Ragam city. And, um, then everybody, like in, everybody in school, it, it came from the, uh, remember Ragam Willie, oh, yeah. the guy who died. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's unfortunately. A, if you were in high school and middle school in Maryland around that time, you definitely <laughs> saw that video. Exactly. And we used to fight each other in, in, uh, my friend Matt's, uh, <laughs> backyard we used to beat the shit out of each other and uh when we would when we would like punch each other we'd be like yo i just ragged you bro you just got ragged Rag rag yeah rag right. so then we we're like so then we we're like yo matt's house is ragging city bro because we'd be fucking ragging him <laughs> but <you're> like <laughs> so, and then it just snowballed and it never left us and we've been yeah. trapped in that headspace ever since um but it's welcome to the end to with, <laughs> welcome to the end with adam <laughs> i'm here of course with mike hogan and um, we're already starting to talk, but I just need to do a little intro. Um, yeah. You remember Nas, uh, New York State of Mind? Yeah, yeah. That's that's Maryland State of Mind right there. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Ragham City. Right. That's so yeah. funny, man. You know, yeah. the Maryland. Yeah, Marylanders are such a weird breed. I was telling. So weird. I can't remember how it people. came up, but I was telling yeah. someone about an old high school buddy of mine. It's just so, like, mm. impossibly sheltered in whiteness yeah. in, in a way that was just shocking to me yeah. i remember uh his mom who had like this just really goofy voice this one time i don't even think i was there i think it was like a story that got passed around but like something <laughs> came up and like they were talking about dogs and black people came up but she was oh like oh my god black people don't have dogs what are you talking about miss body are you out of your fucking mind and then we yeah. were going thrift shopping. We were like mm-hmm. in Halloween costume shit. So we're like, mm-hmm. I'll go to the thrift store down yeah. Falls Road. Yeah. Um, and then York. Be more. York. So you go down York and you <laughs> okay. cross. Uh, oh, man. This, this is hard. It's been a while. But I think you and cross. Body more land. Body more, maybe. Which people who know where I'm talking about. This is, this is a pretty fluffy area. Uh-huh. But you, you cross Northern Parkway on York. You start to get out of the county and into the city. I remember going down there with him, and I shit you not, he's looking out the window wide-eyed, and he's like, I've never seen so many black people at once. I was like, you are the dumbest fucking person I've ever met. You uh, told me another story that was exactly the same uh, with a friend that you brought to New Orleans. This is the same guy. I'm I'm getting to that, yeah. So he comes down, 
because there was a, one of like you know how it is when down there like you there's one year that will be kind of more epic than the others mm-hmm. when you have people in from out of town and they're like right. you live here you do <laughs> right like, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah yes this is it so yeah. there was the the Ravens Niners Super Bowl one weekend Ooh. and then Mardi Gras was the next weekend so that year Ooh. was like one of those yes yeah that, that's that's a year that uh will show up on you know when they when they check my liver in 20 years like that, that's one of those years for sure where they're like yeah. ah i can see the watermark but yeah, um right. roddy came down and uh just out of control like we, yeah. we were like on the streetcar and he's dropping n-bombs and we're like are you serious like like is like, he dropping n-bombs like a maryland kid drops n-bombs like was he yeah. calling you nigga or was he saying he was just, was i can't other remember people, he wasn't like it might not have even been that he was calling anyone it but he was just saying it and it was like dude yeah like look around yeah check your surroundings yeah and also just like i don't want to hear you say that either way like (laughs) no i I, fucking a man i'll never it's not even like an in private (laughs) conversation like oh it's just us don't worry dude it's like no (laughs) don't say it so not acceptable two separate occasions once on the streetcar and i think once in the parade where it's just like you're gonna you're gonna get us all in a lot of trouble here yeah we're just like we're about to leave you man like uh, good luck Good luck navigating this city when you're dropping end bombs and and don't know uptown from downtown. No, my favorite thing. Um, God damn it! I'll never forget this guy's story. I was outside of uh, Reds. You know that oh, place? Boy. Oh, I'm, yeah, I know Reds. Yeah, that's what the this dude. Is. This dude's like red faced, like looked like he'd finished crying. And I looked over to a friend of mine, and I was like, "What's up with him?" And he goes, uh, "He just got fired from uh, from Lyft." And I was like, "Oh shit! I'm a Lyft driver. What'd you I do? Get fired from Lyft." Yeah, I was like, "What'd you do?" And the kid's like, "Man, listen." And he, go- I ask him, "What did you do?" And he goes, "Listen, man, I'm from Chalmette, okay? Like, we talk That's a certain way." Oh, and I'm like, "I'm no. like, all right, all right. What's where is this going?" And he's like, "I pick up these three black women, and I'm taking them to Dillard <laughs> University. They're alumni, and I already know how this story ends." I'm like, yeah. And he says. uh, they're all having fun joking and you know they're telling them they're telling him jokes he's telling them jokes like they're all from louisiana he and and han he's getting up to the to the uh you know place to drop him off and they're like hey drop us off right here and then he goes chill nigga i'll drop you off right here (laughs) to three 45 year old black women and they go (laughs) (laughs) and he's like to me he's like i know how that sounds but I Full grew stop. up with only black people. Yeah, I grew yeah, up with yeah. only black people. So I, that's just how I talk. And I'm like, if you really did grow up with only black people, <laughs> you would know that the one place where you don't fucking call, say the N-word, is around a bunch of old black women. They're not going to, they don't care. They don't care. They just don't, they just heard you say it. Like, so he was, he wasn't telling me the truth. You know what I mean? Like about, oh, yeah, he, he, yeah, of course. he was, you know what I mean? So I couldn't even feel bad for him. Like, <laughs> not that I would. But he really looked like it ruined his life. <laughs> well, yeah, it sounds like he's got bigger problems then. If uh, <laughs> if he's outside of Red's, all red face crying about losing his job from this because he, he yeah. called three black women the N word. I, mean, <laughs> I, like I no think no coming back. Dude. <laughs> there's no coming back. There's no, yeah, I, I'd hate to hear what his backup plan is because it's not good. <laughs> no, it's it's dude, it's all downhill from there, man. Um, yeah, but my geez. god. That's I mean, a, that's a Shalmet state of mind right there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, it was so, especially Maryland, getting back to Maryland, like 
The people that I knew, I remember I used to have this thing that I, I still say it, like where people are like, oh, do you care when white dudes say nigga, like if they're trying to be like cool? And I'm like, I'm not the word police. Like I don't, I'm not there to check people on what they say, but there are word police out there. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you watched that video on Twitter that just went viral of that white dude in uh, <laughs> like <laughs> Illinois and like South side of Chicago, like saying the N word at a uh, rest stop, like at a fucking um like he was calling it the, the rest stop it no he was just like hey he was just like talking to the indian dude and he's just like hey nigga i need to get like a couple monsters and this black guy's like can you stop saying the n-word and he's like yeah. and then he freak he freaks out the, the the video starts this white dude freaking out. he's like bro you don't know me you don't know what block i'm from like trying to be like hard and he's like i blah 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 like i like that's how i talk you can't you can't stop me i'm gonna say it any anytime i want and the black dude older black guys like say it one more time just say it just say it nigga, <laughs> one more time and the guy's like, nigga, 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 I'll say it as much as I want. And then this dude, destro- I mean, beats the shit out of this guy. Oh, I want to like, see that. That's hilarious. It's, it's, uh, I'll send you the video, actually, right now, because I've been talking about it. So you should look at it while we're talking. But yeah, it's... um, What a hill to die on. That's yeah, But just, that's I the don't... word police. Like, yeah. those are the words. Like, that's why I'm that, like... That's the... Yeah, that's... <laughs> like the word police you can get behind right there if you if you feel like comfortable enough to be able to just say nigga 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 eventually it's gonna catch up to you i don't need to do anything i don't need to like the world works itself out in strange ways yeah yeah, sometimes uh, sometimes it just works itself out like that yeah i just figure i just yeah uh this app only breaks Look, it's broken three times since we started talking. Yeah, it's wild. What the fuck, Craig? It only does this like when I like. It's so weird. Like I can have a bullshit episode with somebody and talk for three hours, and then when I want to have like an episode where I actually want to talk to someone, it breaks every single time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's only for the episodes that matter. Um. Anyways, that <sighs> sounds like a conspiracy. The Craig conspiracy. I mean, I, I talk so much shit on this Discord. If the CIA isn't listening to it, they're fucking stupid. I mean, <laughs> for real. Yeah, they know. <laughs> You're they're like, right, time to disconnect. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, come on. Like, I'm giving you every. I'm giving you all of the signs that I'm somebody you should be uh, watching and listening to, and you're, and, you're, and you're not doing it. So, um, you know, I wouldn't put it past you know, direct interference, but it's more than likely just some weird glitch within the actual Craig bot. But I've looked on like the, uh, you know, like service boards and stuff and nobody's had this problem. Like it's always something different. It's not this where it just cuts out in the middle of uh, recordings. That's weird. What do they call it? A shadow ban? Yes. Something like that. I don't don't know, but uh, (laughs) They're coming for you, man. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's get it back on track. Um, yeah, God yeah. damn it. God damn it. I hope that because the problem is sometimes it, it doesn't just cut off. Sometimes it'll like fuck up the actual audio. You know what I mean? And then cut off. So like that. I the, know. So we may do work just hmm. to be safe. We may just need to start it at an hour. Can we do that? Or how much can you commit to this? What do you mean start at an hour? Like I may need to do a whole new hour because we were at yeah no let's just minutes. keep rolling I'm just showing. okay all right cool 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 Bro, um, I'm I'm unemployed <laughs> it's it's literally the downtime anyways right so I I don't you know I'm noon to write, right the right. downtime yeah the downtime no the down like also the two the literally the two weeks uh, 
during which Hollywood is like officially closed as well. I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I true, like true, I'm true. trying to job search, but even like the 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 Los Angeles, you know, County Health Board or whatever, they were like, you know, productions. Will you please consider? Chilling until this current wave goes, and then SAG last night was like, "Yeah, we're pretty much shutting down almost all holy all shit. SAG shoots." Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's getting real. I mean, I think the film industry has been able to bribe their way through much of the pandemic. Hell yeah, and yeah. do it like remarkably safe for the people who are actually following the protocols. It sounds but, like um, it. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not that hard when you have all that money. You can <laughs> test the shit out of everyone in quarantine. It's just you know, it's very true. Yeah, very true. Yeah. But uh, I think it's even that's reaching just uh a, a point where it's harder to, to get done i mean we're in a, an absolute wasteland right now like la continues to to like impress with how much worse it gets can we can we talk about can we talk about something um so when i started this podcast i used to i used to start it with uh you know i'm recording here live from the ninth circle of hell and that used to be a joke. Like that was when I first started doing it. More and more true. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be a real no. But like, what I mean by that it used to be a joke was that it was in no way a reflection of my daily life. It was just kind of like, oh, I'm in the sort of you know kind of sphere of influence of you know satanic Hollywood. That yeah, was Satanism. yeah. That was the original <laughs> meaning of the ninth circle of hell. Now I live in a literal sewer. Uh, that might as well. I mean, I would expect the the night circle of hell to not be as bad as this because it would it wouldn't be it wouldn't be functional. It wouldn't be um, practical to be as bad. <laughs> Honestly, no. if you were trying to torture people, this is actually the worst. This isn't. This is uh not nearly as um you know as useful as maybe having a cleaner place to do it or a place where shit actually runs on time, dude. Today, I'll just tell you one thing. Um. I all right. So you know how they're starting to collect, you know, um, parking tickets again, or at least street parking tickets. Like they weren't doing that for about three months. I would say from March till yeah, and then they, July, they stopped, something like and then that. With this current wave, they said, okay, we're going to stop doing it again. And they didn't stop doing it again. I've of gotten course. three fucking parking <laughs> tickets, and I don't. I work oh, from fucking home. My God. So this morning, so this morning, I wake up. It's a, it's eight twelve. Which means, guess what? It's time to play fucking, you know, cat and mouse with my car. <laughs> so I run outside. I forget where I parked my car. So I've been, wa- I walk around in circles for about, you know, 30 minutes. Then, right as I see where my car is, I see the parking lot attendant working on the car right before mine. So I'm running down the fucking street and I laugh at him. When I get in my car, I fucking laugh at him. I go, I literally cackle like a, like Dr. Eggman <laughs> from fucking Sonic the Hedgehog and drive off. And like, you didn't fucking get me this time. I mean, really, it, it gets to a point of such adversarialism. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't even respect the city. And I don't respect the city at all. I mean, really. Um, no, it's, it's hard to right now. I mean, with everything going on and God forbid Gavin Newsom has to shut down his fucking winery. <laughs> right. I mean, I, yeah, it really is just like they've all fucked up horribly. Uh, you know, starting at the top in the early stages with uh, the federal government and then just all the way down to the bottom, down to that fucking piece of shit parking attendant. Um, and I have no sympathy for him. <laughs> but you know what's funny? Job. Yeah, but you know, yeah, you know what's funny he was like. dishes, I don't care. He was laughing. Like what was funny was like, he, he was like, ah. Game. 
Yeah, he was like, ah, yeah. Yeah, I got, it really you know, doesn't like, make a difference to him if he tags you or not. But and I think that was the most disturbing. Yeah, that was the most disturbing thing about all. You're of like, ah, ha, ha, ha. People are starving. The government's not giving anyone any money. And but, you're uh, trying. It's to funny fucking, that you're giving yeah. me a frivolous, you know, hundred fifty dollar fine. That's <laughs> yeah. cool. See, that's cool. right. That's something to laugh about. Yeah. Right. It was so. Yeah, it was really that was probably the first dystopian moment of my life. I think I can yeah, finally say. Yeah, bureaucrat laughing yeah. in your face. Yeah, it was very <laughs> Over literally trying to charge you money for something that the government has said we will not charge you money for. <laughs> He's like, fucking got him. Well, Yo. Ragham City. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Ragham. L.A. might be renamed. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, yeah. No, I mean, man, uh, there there was something about this morning that was particularly bad. Like I, I, you know, there was more shit on the street than usual. Oh, you know, yeah. like it was, it, it, and, and LA has this kind of like sick brightness. Like it's, it's not like, I feel like in Miami or Florida, like there's like a very pleasant sunlight, you know, it's like there's, there's clouds sometimes that'll pass over and give you, you know, a few moments of kind of relief from the sun. But like here it's this like bright spot every single day with these long fucking black shadows it's not even really pleasant it's kind of like a headache you know what i mean like it's not a lot of people they hate that (sighs) it looks the same every day and it really depresses them it it really yeah yeah there's nothing that can hide in it that shit on the (laughs) sidewalk is is like it's frying like an egg you know, like there, there. When I lived again, dude. So I don't know if I've told you, but I, Mitch and I decided to just stay where we're at. Oh, cool. Um, okay. Well, yeah, and like part of it was we kind of just came back around. It was like, well, fuck, with what we're looking at for other places, like mm-hmm. we'd be paying the same, if not more, elsewhere, and then we'd have to move right. and just bubble, you know, right, lose right, a right. spot we really like. But the biggest thing for me, I think, because I'm, I definitely want to just go get my own spot, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, this year's an economic wash. Maybe next year it'll make a little bit more sense. You know, right yeah cities, but yeah um i went back down to k-town to check out spots there and i lived there before and yeah. it was just a, an immediate and stark reminder of like <laughs> i don't want to be here yeah know, you know and then no. i went up to, to van Nuys to check out a spot and i was like i i've never actually been to van Nuys. this place is a fucking butthole like, <laughs> what is I, that I i've never been there, there. <laughs> it's <laughs> a shit part of the valley there's parts of the valley that i really like but yeah but van Nuys, oof where i mean it was just bad it was just like, this is just gross and depressing. And it was like, yeah, fuck that shit. I'm going back to, I'm going back to kick it with my Armenian fam in Glendale. <laughs> this this yeah. is the sleeper spot of LA. Right I here. think I might. Yeah, no, I honestly think if I were to stay in like LA proper, I'd go to Glendale next. I probably wouldn't go. I mean, anywhere West, you're just going to pay out the ass. I mean, it's just like, yeah. unless it's, you've got a really, and yeah. you really have to be near the beach if you're one of those lunatics. <laughs> yeah. You can afford to live in Venice, which is overrun. <laughs> it's where like they, you know, if you think, Dude, imagine you think like where you're Venice. at is bad or K-Town where I was at is bad. Listen, everybody listening, just imagine venice right now like imagine actually having to walk and wade through that every day like to go to the fucking grocery store i already tried to use the public restrooms at the beach in venice oh what it's like that shouldn't even be a thing yeah (laughs) it's it's like a a a scientific anomaly of how does shit get there you know what i mean like how does feces wind up on that surface
area. The government literally talking, shit, you know, literally uh, human shit being yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And uh, and and you and I lived in New Orleans for years, and I never I saw human shit to this level. I mean, and and you know what the sick thing is is like, there was a time where I could was dog yeah. shit. You know, I could be like, oh man, like guys aren't picking up their dog. dog shit. And after a while, you know. You, Right, like mad shit or dog shit, but it was like <laughs> that would only happen once every couple of weeks. But right. Yeah. Come by here. Yeah, like it's they must have just steam coming off of it. <laughs> I, I, I know we're just no sitting here talking about shit. People are probably just getting a little tired of it. But you just when you said that, I completely had buried this memory. But yeah. middle of the day in K Town, yeah, on Fourth uh, on and Alexandria, uh-huh. uh, in between the cross street below, uh, so Fifth Street, I was walking Zeus, and this is—I swear to God—it's like noon. Mm-hmm. And this part of like is not even like the worst part of K Town. You know, it's mm-hmm. in a little Bangladesh neighborhood. It's it's not mm-hmm. too bad, not too great. You know what I mean? It's pretty average in right. terms of just LA neighborhoods. But this car pulls over, man. And this girl gets out of, and she no. did not, she wasn't homeless. Like she got out of a car with her friends and they're blaring music, clearly just yeah. drunk. And yeah. she just like, not even really hiding, kind of gets on the other side of the car yeah. and just takes a shit right no. on the street. No, yeah. I'm dead serious, dude. And I'm well, literally just walking across on the other end of the street with my dogs. It's like, okay. She, so they, they pull over in a car. Yeah. And her and friends are like hollering, like they're like making noise. But she's like, gonna smell totally like shit when she gets back in the. Car. I know. I didn't. I don't understand I didn't the savagery. See, like what kind of monsters? Wet wipe, like what yeah. kind of satanic <laughs> monsters? <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of satanic, the next thing she did, she reached down with her bare hands and she she drew a pentagram. Stop it! <laughs> now you've now you've taken no, me for no, a I'm ride. Not. Yeah. Now you too. Yeah. I did. I did see a, a man with his dog at the dog park in New Orleans, uh, who was a crazy old eccentric dude, always kind of doing stuff for attention, like very New uh-huh. Orleans, like that. His little right. dog takes a dump like in the middle of the park, where like right. other dogs are around, and like mm-hmm. one dog sniffs it, and this guy gets up and he's like, "Wow, ah, not the feces!" And he walks over and with his bare hands just grabs this dry ass turd. And everyone tries to like not pay attention. <laughs> But he just grabs the shit and walks it over to the the trash can. Like, dude, there's bags. Stop that, bro. There's bags. Bro. Yo, you, you know what? So, you know what, man? Um, I actually did meet people, and I won't say who. I think maybe you've met some of these people who love their dogs so much that I wouldn't be surprised if they picked up their dog shit with their like bare hands. I That's genuinely, I have no. I've I've met people that really love, like, really really like their dogs so yeah. that actually doesn't yeah that that doesn't freak me out as much as the human shit like seeing a guy pick up his own dog's shit i actually especially in like new orleans where it's like eccentric city i could see that happening that's yeah not, 
I, I think I would be. I'd be pretty shook if I saw someone literally take a shit and then pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything See, like that. that, like, that I, would I, there's a lot of permutations that come pretty close. But <laughs> not exactly that. But I mean, yeah. here's the thing: is uh, there's still what about thirty hours left in the year? <laughs> Listen, right? Anything's possible. possible. That's very. What, true. Can you imagine if we turn on the TV and and Trump literally just took a shit and picked it up? What I'd like to see Trump do is just grab, um, grab uh, Joe Biden like um, Vito did to Fredo and just kiss him on the mouth, like just like you know what I mean, like just really yeah. grab him, like not a homosexual kiss whatsoever, a domineering like <laughs> I'm still yeah. the president and just like smooch him on the cheeks as he leaves the White House. I think that would be, be beautiful. Yeah, that would be the think... biggest power move. <laughs> Because he ha- he is working on like how to right what's how do you like leave? the last hurrah like and he and he's been he's been doing his utmost lately right but uh but yeah he really needs he needs a ringer man because I mean that Yo, would do Pence it Pence would be it? so disappointed yeah well Pence He'd be yeah, like Pence I, I waited four fucking years for him to kiss me on the lips are you fucking kidding me <laughs> are you fucking like can you see Pence like just Chewing no. out his staffers, like he's literally complaining to his wife. He's gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's complaining to his wife who knows he's gay, and she's like, "Well, he should have tried harder, babe. I'm sorry." Uh, but like, uh, I'll kiss you on the lips. He's like, "I'm gonna fucking hit you." Yeah, oh like, my god! Don't start that shit with me again. He's like, "Stop it! Ever. You know it's not the same." Yeah, I, you can you can put on a fake mustache. You can pull out all the stops. Not gonna be the same. Oh my god, that guy, poor man. Whew. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, for, especially for tomorrow, like, I really didn't want to, like, do any kind of big celebrations or any kind of big, like, I don't know, I definitely want to have fun on Discord and, and do a good podcast. But, like, my sister was like, oh, do you want to, like, cook something or, like, get a, get some champagne? I was like, no, I, I just don't. I don't want to do any of that. I just want to sleep and, like, <laughs> yeah. not work. Like, I have off tomorrow. Like, that'll be nice. But, like, I just don't. There's like nothing we're all tired to, of trying to. I'm exhausted. Up yes, these, these indoor, distance, you know, Zoom oriented events where it's like, how many times are we going to polish a turd? Dude, I'm exhausted. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to be the yeah. same the day after. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like all right, these like, stupid <laughs> fucking, you know, which I, I definitely like. I played into a minute ago, but like, you know, everyone's like, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. Like, 2021 is going to be the fucking same. Yeah, I not mean, be any different? It's definitely not going to be different, and it's definitely. Um, I don't know. I think this year, I was, and I kind of talked about that on the uh, episode that I recorded by myself. But it's like this year just affected everybody, so yeah. there isn't really anything that you can say is like totally sacred. Like everyone knows that they are vulnerable, and that I think I don't know how that's going to affect society forever. I mean, there really was, if you think about it, turn back the clock. A year ago, people really didn't feel vulnerable, like financially or, yeah, you know, emotionally, or that you know everyone in their life could leave them, right, or things like yeah. that. Like things like that hadn't cata- cataclysms like that hadn't happened. But like no. I feel like because so much has happened in one year, I think like people will still be reeling from it. For I mean, we could fix the economy, get rid of COVID today. And I think the psychological effects and just like the reverb of this year would go on for like five more years. I really believe that. I totally agree. No, yeah, I I think we're all going to be a little psychologically fucked from it, you know, whether whether a lot or a little. 
I think right. right. I, don't, I don't think anyone can really say. Um, I think a lot of stuff online. People are like, oh, I'm an introvert, so this is this is work for me. I'm like, oh, I guess, but like, dude, I've heard me, like, so much sick shit, man. Anything? I've heard so much fucking copiousism. My one of my best, uh, uh, yeah, one of my best friends. <laughs> copiousism. Uh, yeah, no, no. It, it's actually I said it wrong. It's a uh, copium. My friend uh, Owen copium. shouts out to Owen Heaps. Yeah. He uh, came up with this really good terminology. I don't know if he came up with it. He may have read it on fucking 4chan. But uh, it's uh, basically copium is any concept of relief that people use to cope, like to like not deal with the reality of the situation. So like, um, you know, do you remember that uh, it was like right in the beginning of all of this? Like I want to say in like the end of March, there was that British commercial that came out about like the Great Reset. And like it was some it was some. British guy reading a story to his child about like what happened in 2020. And it was like the most copium thing you've ever heard yeah. in your life. It was yeah, like, I believe. and then, and then all the stores closed and then we couldn't go to our parties anymore. And the world had become, uh, you know, dark once again, but then we rose up and the world was re- remade and into a better world. You know, like all that fucking, you know, you know, I don't even know this, this, uh, militant, to, I'll, I'll yeah. call it this militant, militant optimism. optimism, militant yeah. optimism. That's what I'll call it. <laughs> yeah. It's that shit that like, I remember in the beginning it worked. Like I remember people sharing that shit at my office, like being like, Hey, yeah. Like, yeah. And no, then I wanted to think that this was going to be over in a few weeks or a few months. <laughs> yeah. even. I mean, I think, uh, uh, and it's not like this hasn't been pinpointed or identified, but I think the summer ending, was mm-hmm. when uh if it hadn't already hit you right like that's when i was like oh th- this is what actual depression feels like right i was, I was like yeah I, I guess i've never fully like f- like yeah. been physically exhausted from depression right uh, i heard someone say they they kind of linked that with a lot of people also thinking like oh i must be sick because in that period i thought uh-huh. i was like i think i have covid because i just come yeah. off of a job and I knew that was part of it too. And I, I might have spoke to this earlier on a, another episode, but I kind of just knew I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be depressing as shit after I work this job for a few days because it'll have been a taste of going back to normal or somewhat mm-hmm. normal, mm-hmm. Um, and it'll just be back in the day to day. I was just like, yeah. And I went and got tested, and mm-hmm. like sure, like positive. Tell my girlfriend like, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I feel sick. Like, I, I, right, I, yeah. what else would this be? Right. It's literally the second that the nurse called, because they got back yeah. to me in like 20 minutes, like, hey, you're negative. Yeah. I, yeah. Just, I was I was fine because that gave wow. me enough endorphins to just like yeah. get out of that little rut. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's it is it's real. Enough people fooled us, you know, yeah. to a yeah. certain degree at the start that it's like, nah, it'll be cool. Yeah. You know, well, well, cool. My, fav- my favorite thing was this whole thing of like, oh, use this time to. Like I like even my parents still call me like oh what are you writing right now I'm like my fucking will what are you talking my obituary yeah what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about what am I writing um I mean it's so catastrophic yeah um, um but I don't know I I definitely have become numb not totally numb to it but like one of the things. I feel like has preoccupied me as like not being my own worst enemy and really just realizing like, okay, if I do get depressed, there are certain habits that I'm going to indulge into that are just going to ruin my life. 
So instead yeah. of doing that, yeah, instead of instead of doing that, find other things to like occupy your time. So I've sort of become like a time addict. Like I'm always trying to find something to do yeah. with my time. Because if I don't, That's I'll huge. blow my life. I'll literally blow my life up at this point, especially too. Because there's no help coming. The ambulance is not coming, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you broke your leg and nobody's calling for help. That's what's happening right now. Yeah, um, there's no, there's nowhere for you to go. Literally, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, it's bleak. It's bleak. Even there's it's I so read bad. a headline earlier where Biden even going like it could take years for the yeah. vaccination to actually get to people. Uh, so just insane. chill out. Like even even like our Lord and Savior, yeah, um, is is you know prepping us for a continually bleak future. Yeah, a multi no other way. Yeah, right yeah, on, Jesus. And here's the thing, man. I don't believe that we were socialized like as a generation to deal with a multi-year depression. That that was not in the cards. No, definitely not. This is this has been such a bad confluence of of different threads coming together. And yeah, definitely like the millennial generation was not not at all primed for this. Um, just in no way. And, and I mean, I even think of like Gen Z kids who didn't get to graduate college. Could you imagine going to Loyola and then all of a sudden you can't fucking walk because there's a national pandemic? You just spent four years of your life in, in, in fucking Budig and now you can't walk. Can you imagine like, being in Budig during the pandemic? <laughs> you would die. That is. But if people want to know how Budding bad Hall, conditions yeah. are, yeah, <laughs> just show them pictures Listen, there of people is a, in, in yeah, squalor. The, I, I got to be real because I do know that there are some younger people that listen to this podcast. Anybody that's like, you know, in college or just getting in and like, I, like I, I talked to this kid um, who uh, like just joined a frat, right? And he like wanted to tell me about, you know, being in a frat and all these great perks and like, like I hadn't heard that. Like, I don't know what a fraternity, like what I don't know what a fraternity is. <laughs> so I'm listening to him, yeah. but you know, cause he's so, uh, what's the word? And I was like this, he's so sure that he's going to have a good time. Like he's so sure that like, he's figured it out. He found, you know, the way to kind of maneuver college and adult life, he thinks. And, oh, yeah. um, and like, I was like, man, I mean, the world smashed me in the face, but like now it's like Mad Max level. Like if you don't know <laughs> that you're that you're walking into like the fucking you know like an actual gladiator like <laughs> world, <laughs> if you don't know that by now, and you're still thinking that like this is like 1990s like college, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's gonna be man. cool. Whoo. Yeah, I and can't even imagine. People are not like, it, yeah, and it's and it's and it's not like I feel like we're just now, especially like you said after the summer, getting to create a culture around quarantine where we're accepting it as a you know yeah. nation, right? So like that is at least actually in some ways good to me because we're at least getting you know realistic. Like this is not real anymore. You will not get to go to see this movie anymore. You know, like we're yeah. at least making those concessions. But there are some people who personally in their minds are still thinking that we're in March, like who still think that like it's only a couple weeks away. <laughs> it's just around the corner. It's just around the corner. Like I'm going to rush for my frat and fucking what? Yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't think so, man. I'm sorry to say. What state are they in? Um, this dude was in Illinois. So he went to a big like, you know, state school in Illinois. I think Wisconsin. I, don't, I honestly don't want to be right because I know he listens to this. And I love you, man. But 
Come on. Just it's, um, yeah, it's just harsh realities <laughs> that they're in for. Like, dude. And 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 there there is something that you should get from that like sense of wonder about college and about being an adult that these kids are never going to get because they'll have to grow up. Like you don't get to have that sense of, you know, it's, you don't get to go to Disneyland. You have to go straight from, you know, high school or whatever fucking thing you were doing into a job or into a way that you can serve society. I, I don't think the vacation sort of the, the, was it the studying vacation that, 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 that college was for so many people? I, I don't think yeah. that's uh yeah, a working model anymore. Um, no, but I think too, it's like in, in, in kind of jumping right into adulthood, you'll find that you can still do those things. You can still create it for yourself. It'll, it just won't be as glossy and it won't be as, uh, it won't be as curated for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that could be a good thing. I mean, you might grow up a little faster. It'll be darker. That's for sure. Like when, when you go outside of that, that system and you have to go find it on your own, it's, it's not going to be, you're not going to feel as safe, you know? Yeah. Especially when there's bodies piling up. That's another part of it. But like, you're, uh, you're not a big Instagram guy. Like you don't really go on Instagram or do you? No, I do. I, I honestly, I think that uh, we still have each other blocked from like. Do we really? <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! All right, I'll unblock you. But no, all right, but I so, mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on there for sure. So you've seen what's happened, right? So like in March, like people were. I'll put it in this timeline. I'll say like, all right, in March, people didn't really know what was going on. Then people started posting like trips that they took two years ago, like to like fucking you know when they went abroad or whatever. Do you remember that? It was like right in the middle of the summer. People were just posting all these pictures of shit that they were not doing, yeah. Which I think I, I was like seen some of that lately too. Yeah, it's like, still going on, but I think it, it like it reached a certain kind of like apex where there was this like digital like cry, outcry of like I like we're all in the sitting in the same place like we just we're all living in our memories, you know. We're all just sort of sitting with our decisions, um, and I think it was kind of being reflected by like what people were posting on Instagram. I, I think somebody should do something like a story about that or. I don't know. Anybody listening, hey, there, there's a free one. Um, yeah. That's a good article to write. Yeah, do a takedown of it. Of yeah, these, but, but did you notice that? Remember like, when, motherfuckers. Yeah, 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 for sure. It makes me think of that Tony Soprano quote. You know what I'm talking about? No, which one? He goes, uh, remember when, it's the lowest form of conversation. He just, <laughs> he just eviscerates Polly Walnuts. I mean, it, you know, it's it's Tony, so it's it's wrapped yeah. up in all sorts of contradictions. Right. But I think there is there's some truth to it in what we're talking about right now. Obviously, you and I like remember when because there's great stories mm. to tell about like New Orleans and all that. But in right. the context of a pandemic, and you're right. like, oh, remember when we can travel? Right. Like, sh- shut the fuck up. Yeah, I remember. I don't yeah. need to be reminded <laughs> that I can't do it right now. But it's like um, also too, so many people's lives got put into this like sort of like freezer where like whatever you were doing up until that point, you just had to live with like what that was, like or whatever you were, yeah, you know, involved you in. Hit the pause. Yeah, you, everybody, yeah, kind of got frozen in time. And I think that was probably um, one of the more, I would say one of the more traumatic things for people um, yeah. was that like, especially, yeah, yeah, like, you know, like people who were in relationships or whatever, like they were just stuck there for indefinitely, you know, yeah. or at least and they felt that way. And then if you end one, the yeah. circumstances might be that you're still 
kind of stuck in it. Yeah, right. It doesn't end. Which, like, which is exactly yeah. where I'm at right now. <laughs> I have so, a relationship that ended at the beginning of December. Yeah. Because of the circuit. It's not easy to just be like, all right, well, I guess peace. You know, she's going to go stay with a friend. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, fuck. The, the lease ends at the end of January. Let's try to coexist until then. Right. It's not, that's not a, a solution you come to outside of a pandemic. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. There <laughs> that are all is, these that's can, only yeah. of the time. Yeah, man. And there's so much of that. There's so much like stuff that we would never do it like in a million years, or at least never like like openly live with. Um yeah. just, but the only reason why we're doing it is because of this. Like the fact that I haven't gone anywhere like in almost I mean a year. This is the first year probably god damn it, probably since I was uh, in high school that I hadn't I haven't gotten on a plane in I don't even know how. I mean, yeah, a year. Yeah. Like, I, it's yeah, been same. almost 12 months. Yeah, like, that's crazy to me. Like, the amount of things that I've just lived with and tried to swallow um, that are not normal, I think is pretty, is pretty uh, impressive. I think everybody should kind of pat themselves in the back for, like, the amount that they don't break over, you know? Because that's a pretty, I mean. Yeah. And I, I think it's appropriate to say that now. Not yeah. at the beginning with some anticipatory, like prophylactic, everything's going to yeah. be okay. Like you don't know, so don't say yeah. it right now. And especially yeah. if you're British, just don't, don't, don't do it. How about don't speak? How about we'll start with that one if you're British? Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I mean, yeah, really, no, really. <laughs> I mean, really. But, how many um, British uh, listeners do you have? I think two. It's probably Will. I mean, he knows how I feel. Enough that you can do without him. I got it. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> Fuck that whole place. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I'm I mean. I'm still just a little sour about history. That's all. I don't, I don't mean to bring, bring up, you know, let sleeping dogs lie. I'll leave <laughs> nah, it I'll, I'll tell. I'll tell a fun joke uh, that Will told me. You know, the, the rapper 21 Savage, right? Not at all, but yeah. Yes, you do. Stop it. I literally don't. I literally don't. I don't listen to any any modern rap. God. I know. I know. A little part of you is dying right now. No, well, this joke doesn't work now. And now I just brought something out. And now people want to know what the story I'm tell going to it. tell. Tell it. God, you got to tell it. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, so 21 Savage is an Atlanta rapper. And he was actually, it came out after he got famous that he was born in London. That he's actually, he has a British citizenship. So Will was like, you know, if because he was claiming that 21 Savage, the reason why he's so successful is because he's actually British and like his talent comes from being British. So he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, you know, if this had been the 1770s, you know who he'd be fighting for? He'd have a red coat on, mate. He'd have a red coat on. He'd be one of ours, mate. Oh, uh, like, that's pretty good. <laughs> you know what? Man? Just, the mental, right. just the mental, the mental image, right? Yeah, of a rapper with a face tattoo wearing a red coat. With a red coat, yeah. I can see it. So I, mean, I think history would probably, it would so probably would put him on that side. He was like, you know, seventeen seventies. You know who he'd be? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Which is a perfect because hypotheticals are the the best way yeah. to to prove your point. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! But um, but yeah, man. I mean, I'm trying to think because every time I, I earlier say, you yeah. were like, "What what is the positive in all this?" Yeah, I right. do want to circle back to that because it definitely it, there's been some some dour dour patches in the conversation. Yeah, but we have not what, we have not stayed true to the positive aspects of what I want. What 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 have they been for you? God. Um, oh, oh god! 
yeah, I guess a little bit of that. Um, knowing myself a little bit better. Um, man, I, I think the only really positive thing that's come out of this, God damn it. I got a really good job. I got a really nice day job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no. I mean, that's pretty great. I mean, yeah, that's a good thing. But no, I mean, God, I, I don't know, man. I couldn't, I couldn't point to something that's like specifically, uniquely a good thing that's come out of this. I could say, um, I guess a lot of the noise of, of, you know, wanting to go out and, and, and be a socialite and see people, but I still, I still do that. I still, if it, even if it's on discord or through social media, it's incredible how much you can distract yourself, um, on digital platforms, you know, without actually having to talk to people like in real life. Yeah. Uh, so I can't really say it's been positive letting go of the past. I would say that would be the number one thing. Like realizing that some people were in your life and you had a good time with them. That's a part of this podcast. Um, you know, some people were in your life, you had a good time with them, uh, but they're gone. They're not here. They are doing their other thing or they're on their own separate journey or what have you. But being at peace with that and being, um, being like, you know, okay with that because i'm so used to keeping friends and keeping people around my uh, you know around me for most of my life um that it's very strange when i do have to kind of make that uh kind of you know concession to myself and be like okay you know this person's really gone like and it's not a bad thing it's not because we anything bad happened it's just like there is no more room and i said this in my last episode there's no more room for fluff like you can't have people in your life that are just taking up space, you know? Um, yeah. so as much as you may have had a good time with them at a certain point, it's for the best, it's for the, you know, it's for both of you guys best interests to just, you know, I guess, yeah, to use your earlier thing, let sleeping dogs lie, like, you know, let their time move on, let your time move on. And this was the best excuse for that. I guess the, 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 the pandemic was the best way to just be like, all right, bye. You know? Yeah. Yeah, in, it, in a it real way, the circumstances like, where yeah, it's kind of like, well, yeah, if there were going to be half-hearted attempts to to stay in touch or whatever, this kind of severs those those uh, those avenues, those opportunities. And, and I don't want to get like I, that's why I I could have made it so much easier and said the like very facetious line like, oh, you know who your real friends are, you know, like yeah. <laughs> That's not what the fuck I mean. Like, I, I don't like they were my real friends. They're just not anymore. You know what I mean? It's like it's not a I don't feel bad. I, I guess that's the best thing that that um, that happened to me. It's like my my friend group got a lot smaller and I'm thankful for it. Like, that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. I what feel about that you? Sure. What was the best thing for you? Uh, I mean, I think I definitely got some of that. I, I think it, it definitely, I remember earlier on the pandemic, you and I were talking about like podcasts we were listening to and just how it became abundantly clear when you're kind of the way that the pandemic forced you to like make use of time and, and structure your day in a new way. Yeah. Or just, you know, certain, it just, it became like, okay, I don't want that voice in my head at that that right. really feels like a waste of time. This one right. feels like it's it's giving this to me. I think that's true with people too, like you're saying, for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like I know I, that definitely 
that uh, like with with ending this relationship that I'm in or the relationship ending, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the pandemic was able to push certain things to the fore that was just like, yeah, these might have come up before and, and these thoughts have been gestating and they would kind of, you know, the wave would crest and they would be pretty heightened, but then they'd go away because right. there's enough life to kind of distract. Exactly. And you go, no, that's cool though. Like we can, we can keep working with that. But then the pandemic comes and it's like, it just, it hyper concentrates things where it's like, is this going to be the way to keep going or is it time to call it? I think, right. you know, it's like as painful as it is, right? Like that, that is, that is a benefit of it. Yeah. No, it, it's just yeah. finding the way to navigate coming out of it because the pandemic is still happening. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that's kind of the catch 22 of it. But right. that, I think that's like that, that's the most like blessing in disguise for me. Right. Um, aside from that, I, it's just been a good creative year. Uh, okay. Right now is, is difficult to keep following that because, you know, we were able to like keep doing shorts and, and smaller shoots that didn't really run like a big safety risk. And mm-hmm. then just like writing a ton too. Um, nice. Which, you know, I think diminishing returns there because you need, you need more variety to keep writing it. But yeah. I definitely, you know, I saw, I saw my work ethic increase there of like just sitting down and doing like, okay, an hour a day or a page a day or something like that. Yeah. And just, you know, certain things of being like, uh, watching the volume increase and, and learning mm. like what I'm capable of. So I right. think that in a lot of ways was there. One thing yeah. I wanted to do, and I guess I'm running out of time to do it. I'll probably maybe do it later today or tomorrow. Um, but because of the holidays and because everything shuts down, it's like this weird limbo. I was struggling to turn off kind of my drive and my need to be, you know, like we were talking like, going to do this for this part of the day than that and right. get this done right but uh going into the unstructured nature of the holidays and knowing like i gotta just turn it off relax not being able to and just being in that weird limbo mm-hmm. um, it, it made me reflect and go okay i think you need to just like sit down write down everything you whatever accomplished means to you you know what i mean like everything yeah. you got done this year yeah take it in give yourself a pat on the back if you need to maybe set some goals for next, you know what I mean? But just take yeah. stock. Take I stock. Think, uh, yeah. yeah, take stock. At, at the end of it, that's definitely a huge one. You're left with so much time to think during the pandemic. Oh my God, can yeah. Be, it can, you know, it can be to a fault, but, uh, you know, trying to find that balance for sure. No, man. Yeah, and I think like um, that we were saying about like actually writing down the things you did this year, instead of because it's so it's so easy with all the time that we all have on our hands to convince yourself that you've done nothing, you know. Even if you did a bunch of shit, like you could just yeah. be like, oh, I've, I've, I haven't accomplished anything. Like that's, you know, like I've been sitting on my ass. Especially if you have like a couple of days of, of not really the needle not moving on anything, you can really, at least for me, I can really get in my head about like I'm not doing something, and then I'll like look at like scripts that i wrote and stuff I'm like when did i do this I'm like oh i did this like <laughs> where did all a month ago yeah i'm like oh i did this like a month ago but the, but but i'm lashing myself in my mind like i haven't done yeah. anything and it and it is like a um i want to use an alex jones word it's a false transmission it's it's false, a fake, yeah. yeah it's a fake it's belief a fallacy yeah it's a fallacy it it's not real you we've it's all done because things. our, our yeah. normal standard ingrained metrics for success, whether it is you're you're going to work and you're clocking and clocking out, or you're going out 
and you're hooking up with this person. You know what I mean? Like yeah. any number of things that you would measure, like that was a good day. That was a good week. That was a good month. I'm right. going to now give myself the permission to just be laid back. All that's been disrupted. Right. So we don't, all the, the usual structure we have of processing things is just gone. So yeah. I think that, you know, kind of getting back to like the psychological trauma of it all. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think we're all a little fucked in the head from it. Yeah, um, man. But I, I do think it's like, there are these healthy, healthy ways to come out of it. And again, like going back to your solo, I think that's probably the most resonant thing. I'd hope for most people, it gave them an opportunity to like, look at how am I spending my time? How am I making the most out of it? You know what I mean? How am I optimizing and, all of it? And how do I take ownership of it? Like, I feel like a lot yes. of people, um, especially if you're unemployed, right? Or if you, maybe you're living back at home or things just got wildly disrupted and your life is no longer what it was eight months ago, there can be this thing where you're like, okay, what time is actually mine and what time do I need to devote to, you know, something bigger than myself and figuring that out, I think really calms the nerves. Whereas if you just feel sort of aimless and you're kind of always a little bit guilty of the fact that you're not, you're at least you think you're not, using your time wisely, I think that can create so much mental strife, man. At least for me, it does. So I know it has to be for someone, for someone else. I'm not yeah. that special, you know? So no, no, I, mean, um, I think that that's the thing too, is like, this has been a big communal thing. Like nine 11 was right. scary. Yeah. But, and it shook us as a nation, but it really didn't, it only touched directly a few people comparatively. Yeah. You know what and I mean? How, like, and, it's a yeah, big but, fucking deal, but we while we're on all are in this. While we're on 9-11, though, I do want to ask you, how exactly were you involved in 9-11 again? Because you did talk about that a couple episodes ago, that you actually were a part of that. Let's just say I, I don't have a pilot's license, but I can okay. fly a plane. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. So I was, well, we're, coming, I was <laughs> we're coming up on an hour. Um, if you want to keep doing, we can keep going, man. I, I I'm going to keep like, going. Yeah, why not? Cool, cool. I definitely want to do a longer one because I've been doing kind of shorter ones recently. Um, yeah. No, but I think the, the, yeah. the communal nature of it is huge too, even though it's like a lot of people reacted differently um, mm -hmm. and, and looked at what's going on and not agreed on how it's being handled. And that's, I don't understand how anyone could, right. especially when the, the people in charge don't understand how to handle it. So, you know what I mean? Like we're kind of just being just run ragged and just fucked raw by the government and how they're handling it. Like that half of it really just feels like that at this point. I yeah, especially I think we've talked about this some, but like middle class white people are really, truly getting a taste for um, the first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, like that, that's yeah. been a big awakening for me. Like, I because I've felt like you know the government doesn't care and like all that stuff in theory, but being on the actual receiving end of it, I mean, it, it's a big wake up call for 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 us. Like, it really is. It really is. Where there's just there's no two ways about it. Mitch McConnell, the like, they truly do not want to give you aid. They're actively, they're, they're putting in serious effort not to. They just do not care. They don't care one fucking bit that people are dying. And taking a step down from COVID, just people are unemployed. Businesses are going under. People don't, they can't pay their rent. They just, they just do not care. And they're continuing to get richer. Uh, so that should be a huge wake up call to any any voting, especially white American, but any American really in a certain tax bracket. You know what I mean? This is this is our first time being on the truly on the shit end of the stick. Um, I don't think we'll ever forget it. 
we definitely shouldn't. But you know, we should we should kill some politicians. Yo, did I lose you? Adam? You there? Where you at, bro? Literally in the same Discord. How do we not hear each other? I don't know. I don't know. I hope, I pray that you do an edit for your listeners right there, though. <laughs> yeah, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I, I can hear you now, yeah. Okay, I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do an edit. Um, can you hear me still? Yeah, yeah, I can. Okay. Yeah, all right. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this recording bot. Um, but yeah. anyways. Um, to, uh, no, to end every, my rant, yeah, I think yeah. that's one that, that Chris Parham should pick up. Okay, yeah. He has a up. lot more to say on it, but uh, yeah. but yeah, kill some politicians. Yeah, no, I, I, what I was going to say in response to that is like, isn't it so interesting? Like, the, like they, they were, like the, the amount that they were willing to kind of play politics with Americans was way more homicidal than we ever expected. Like we thought yeah. at some level that they would just be like, okay, all right, politics aside, guys, people are about to get kicked out of their fucking houses. Let's just, yeah. you, we, you would think, but no, they, they're okay with like people fucking dying and killing each other and shit. Perfectly so, oh fine with it. Oh my God. Yeah, no, that's yeah. bad. That's bad. They showed their true colors for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, both sides, they should all resign. Every single well, one. Well, I, I definitely agree with like what Tim Dillon's been saying. If you're, if you're, you know, the mayor of Austin, if you're Newsom, if you're one of these people who are putting in place <laughs> yeah. these orders and then just like egregiously them. Yeah. violating them, yeah, you should probably step down. Yeah, that, that is just a pretty perfect example of poor leadership. Yeah, it's like, man. You're the chief executive officer. Like that's what your job of running a a state is. Like this country's run like a business. You're the example that everyone else needs to be following. And like I don't understand why it's so it's so uh, like almost like the end of a like almost like the end of a limerick or like the the, the end of a line or or, or the, the end of a rhyme, right? Like it'll begin with a politician telling you to do something. And then them doing the opposite of what they told you to do. <laughs> yeah. It's like it, it's perfect. Yeah. It's like this perfect like ballad that happens with every single one of them. Um, and I don't know yeah, why that it's is. It's almost like it's coordinated <laughs> or something. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. Yeah, yeah watching Pelosi. the news of like yeah. this person being like, "You can't travel." Like they just <laughs> they went travel. to Cancun. Yeah, it's like what? How? It's like you are writing your own setups and then delivering <laughs> the punchlines like. How do you fall that flat on your face? But then oh, it, you realize when when there is no accountability, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, they yeah. just don't care. They they feel totally comfortable being that brazen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I do I do want to like quote Tim Dillon. It's like they have left the planet. Like these people, and that's something I try to explain to my they liberal friends. They already live on Elysium. Yeah, so. they already are on Elysium. <laughs> they don't like my friend, a good friend of mine. I won't say his name because I've been trying to get him on my podcast because he is. And I've brought him up before to you. He is the living example of like a neoliberal. He wants the cities to burn. He want like he wants corporate takeover. And he was just in Aruba. Yes, <laughs> I looked at his Instagram, <laughs> and he was just floating in 
fucking fool in Aruba. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's who it is. That's who's that's who's in charge. Is yeah. is is that are those people um, who really don't care what's going on? They just want to go to Aruba. They just want to fucking you know they they it's the rules are not for them, and they never yeah. assumed that they would be. Um, and I think like we're really finally, I, and, and I think to speak to your point, like white America really is finally seeing that like, oh, you're not even a part of that club either. Like you thought you were part of that club. Like, no, 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 there, there's a second club that you're not. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's a money I club. Think, yeah. Class club. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's they're not invited. They the don't, whole, they don't Carlin, need yeah. you. Yeah. Like it really <laughs> yeah. is like the party has been at capacity. Yeah. Oh we're boy. trying to kick a few people out. So Already, no, yeah. Can't come in. Yeah. <laughs> right. God damn. Right. All right. We're 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 spiraling in the in the darkness again. We've got yeah, we to got to how, how can we not in these trying times? These God trying damn times. it. Okay. I will. Yeah. Here's what I'll say for sure. As always, movies. Right. They're making me yeah. happy. They're they're okay. my escape. They're the thing. I've been rewatching PTA films recently because I got a great. Uh, a great like big coffee table book that's like a you know critical analysis of all his films. Mm-hmm. So, and I love you know what I laid it out. I'll tell you what movies just uh, I guess for the audience and for you that I saw um, you know in the past two months that kind of like wrapped up kind of the 2020s for me. Uh, Phantom Thread I rewatched. Everybody should go rewatch. Phantom I love Thread. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I great. think we already talked about it. Anyways, um, I saw. Um, Husbands and wives. I told you about that. I saw. Um, right. Why's my charger on my phone? Just you. Not you me. had a lot to say about Woody Allen and his accusations, right? Uh, yeah. You know, I was just saying <laughs> that we should. You know, we should just let people who've been exonerated uh, live their lives. Anyway, sleeping um, dogs lie. <laughs> I, I did see Zero Dark Thirty again because I wanted to remember like that level of like drumbeat propaganda for like the you know the Iraq War. Yeah. We've forgotten about that. Remember? Do you guys remember the wars in the Middle East? This is gone yeah. now. They were, yeah, yeah, I had like, a lot of, yeah, those were great. <laughs> yeah. made me those proud. Were great. <laughs> yeah. Dude, those were sick. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, those but, were lit. <laughs> Jungle Land, which is my favorite movie of the year. Uh, I still Jungle need to Land. watch that. Favorite movie of the year, man. It's simple to the point, very like lean, uh, movie. Um, not a lot going on, you know, very simple plot, but it's just so beautifully shot and just like, it's that dream movie that I feel like a lot of independent filmmakers want to make, and and uh, the people who the guy who made it uh, got to do it. So I, I, I'm, it was good to see. I saw The Godfather Part Two. That was good. I'm looking at my I'm looking at my history of films. Um, I saw the Heaven's Gate documentary. Uh, which I don't I think don't I've seen. Oh, that's a cult one. Yeah, yeah. I, I just that was like another thing where it's like we've already had several waves of like cult documentaries. Why is this one? special well the so the one reason why i did watch it um ufo cult based okay i it does sound fucking interesting <laughs> yeah yeah it was yeah I'm it was in. interesting and and i will say when i saw nexium it wasn't good enough like i wanted more so i was like kind of like you know i was kind of like jonesing for like a new kind of you know cult documentary and heaven's gate i mean if you were in if you're into that kind of stuff i mean that's that's definitely I don't know. I wouldn't say it was like great or amazing. That's why I wouldn't recommend it. But it's definitely like going to satiate your your want to 
yeah know. if you want to go down that rabbit hole exactly if you want to like explore that world of like you know cult mindsets and you know how people get involved and stuff like that because i felt like the nexium one was very touch and go and like it was this level um whereas heaven's gate gets really in depth because everybody's dead so they can they can talk about their aren't pending investigations and stuff going on still you know right um tenant i liked tenant. um tenant, tenant, tenant. tenant i liked and uh i did too i, I kind of i it, <laughs> i find it honestly to be pretty forgettable but i enjoyed watching it and the set pieces are pretty amazing it reminded me of like when i had three uh torrented dvds my friend uh well he's not really my friend but he was a kid that i knew in middle school he taught me how to torrent movies and um like he was like oh i can get you any movie you want and i was like all right come back to reading class tomorrow with quantum of solace and he came back with yeah. a disc that said quantum of solace i put it in my xbox bam quantum of solace i watched that probably 800 times uh just because it was the only movie like <laughs> DVD at the time that i had so then he was like dude if, if you want to learn how to do this i can just like teach you you know how to torrent and um i i torrented following which was christopher nolan's first movie Mm-hmm. That was one of the first movies that I that I torrented. So there was like the movies that I watched like a hundred times in a row when I first first got into movies when I was like thirteen actually were Nolan or like Nolan esque, you know, like uh, James Bond, like those kinds of movies. So there's something about Tenant that I can watch it a bunch of times. Like I've already seen it probably four times, and I'm not bored of it yet. Um, and I Damn. think it comes from that. Yeah, time it's got yeah. it's got that flavor. Yeah, it comes from that time period of like just those sort of like you know spy serials that don't really make sense but like they kind of do <laughs> like and yeah and they make up for like flair and style yeah it's flair and it's, yeah exactly flair and style man and like that was the stuff that always intrigued me at least at, at my earlier stages of film and enjoyment i guess so i can i can go back to t- uh to tenant more than other movies I know I'll go back to it sooner or later. I went back to Dunkirk right after, and I really, really loved it. Do you know that I still have I've never seen, seen Dunkirk? You still, you know it, it's dope. It's dope. <laughs> I, I think in terms of like, I think what bothered me about Tenet was there was like, the, he wasn't really doing, like the actual storytelling was just super lacking. Yeah. And no. uh, yeah. Dunkirk is, all it is is storytelling. It's just, it's him telling huh. the story with the camera and, it's a lot of mood and it's like very expressionistic. Like I, I, it just, it was very refreshing in that way. Yeah. Um, right. It's more of, and it, and it had like the spectacle of, of all the shit going down. I think that I just enjoyed like, cause when he made Dunkirk, that was like super in response to a lot of people being like, Oh, his exposition sucks and his dialogue's corny. And, right, right, right. And he was like, how about this? Yeah. There's going right. to be no, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be the most minimal amount of of exposition. The dialogue, I'm going to mix it so that half the time you don't understand it, which I think he went overboard with in Tenet because it you can't does understand. go back to having an outrageous amount of exposition. But yeah. okay, you've seen it four times. Yeah, oh, you don't yeah. know what they're saying in any of those scenes, right? Like um, they're they're so speaking. Okay, here's all I'll say. There are certain scenes that I don't think the point is for you to know what they're talking about, which you were yeah, right. You want to you want to get the feeling. Yeah, which you told me about when I first watched it. But then there are other scenes that as I watch the film more, you can actually understand what they're talking about. 
but it still doesn't understand what it still doesn't uh, it still doesn't explain what the fuck is going on. Like it's still exposition. <laughs> it's still not explaining. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> the scene. It's just more like then we got to do this and we'll make sure you got that pack. And it's like, but but why does he need that? What, like, hold on, I'm gonna get on another plane and fly across the globe to continue this conversation with somebody yeah. else. Yeah. Like it, it's so in your face with how globe trotting it is. Yeah, just no like, jet lag. By the way, Mike. No, no, nah, he looks clean. He looks good. He's taking new mood. Like he's got his new tropics and his carry on. Oh he's my chilling. God. He had to make that lunch with Michael Caine. <laughs> who, who the fuck was Michael Caine even in that movie? Yo, yo, like, yo, yo, I have yo. no concept. Of, no, like that's actually was, was he CIA? Favorite. Like who was? No, he? listen. This is where you stop asking questions about that movie. I know. <laughs> this is where you stop. This is where you start to get into sacrilege. Listen, the most important parts of that, at least for me, the most important parts of that um, exposition in the beginning uh, were when he's on the boat to the end of the conversation with um, uh, Michael Caine. Reason being, right, we don't even know who that white guy who woke him up is. We never got that guy's name. <laughs> no idea. So that tells you for the whole movie, He's going to be meeting people and you may not get their names. How beautiful, how beautiful of a storytelling element is that? You were that, so yeah, drawn That is in. a really good point. He lets you know immediately. You're not going to know. Impromptu these. meetings with zero <laughs> context that don't make sense by the end of them anyways. They're going to happen. <laughs> They're going to happen. So just this get used to flavor. it. This is, yeah, this is what we're dishing out today. And uh, I, I realized how much of a primer that boat scene was for the whole movie. And then when you get to the Michael Caine scene, so we don't really, like you're saying, we don't really understand what information he needs to get from that guy, why he needs to be there. But what we do learn is who he works. We learn actually a ton about, um, what's his name, John David, in that exchange. We know that he's on a CIA budget, that he's trying to pretend to be like a billionaire or some sort of foreign service officer. We know that he's that he's trying to suss out whether or not this guy, um, you know, uh, what, what the fuck is that Russian oligarch? Just, just Russian oligarch oh, number know. one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, that guy stock was like character. the worst villain ever. Stock character. Like we, we learn about him. So like there's actually a ton that we learn without having to know who we're speaking, who's speaking, you know, which there's a certain level to that that I am intrigued by. And I like that kind of storytelling. But that's just me, you know. Yeah. I can see why that would piss people off. Yeah. I, that movie got like really exciting when all that ended and it was like, okay, here we go. Here's <laughs> another fight scene or set piece. Okay. The plane, yeah. dude. Yeah. That scene was so fucking dumb. Yeah. I, I mean, it looks stupid. I mean, yeah. I get it where he like, he constantly is like, let's set a record with this new stunt. And there's value to that on its own. But that scene was like it just made me laugh like it was just it was so dumb it was like it was like he was in the trailer they're like hey man that stunt that you were gonna pull isn't gonna work um he's like all right what else can we do how about we crash the plane into that prop building right there they're like all right yeah, yeah we can do that because it's the only way to cause that that art gallery thing to lock down <laughs> what yeah, yeah it was so... the payoff when you get yeah. the inverted right that is much more interesting super interesting uh, yeah but yeah but the yeah that that is that's when i that's when the film got really exciting when yeah. everything started to flip right because um, like that scene where they're on either end of the glass it, it kind of was like 
finally we're at the midpoint. This is where the whole film will change. Like literally, yeah. like structurally, yeah. here is the midpoint. Everything's going to be different after that. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. You know, what I mean? like everything's going to start paying off. Just all that shit. Yeah. yeah like seeing the, the fights from the other angle, all that was super cool. Like I did, I enjoyed the shit out of it. But uh, yeah, I definitely yeah. enjoyed it. And you're right when it did get inverted. But holy shit. There were whole sec- uh, sequences that still just make no logical sense. Um, no. And uh, I think that's probably the biggest, like, you know, aside from, like, you know, the stupid plane scene and certain things that were just clearly, like, too big for their britches kind of, you know, steps that they were taking. Um, yeah. They weren't really, it just didn't feel like they were really thinking them through. It just seemed like they're like, this would be a cool idea. And um, the only time where you really get gratified for kind of going on the ride for them, you're, you're right, is when things invert. And you can kind of see that they, you know, plan stuff. And you're like, oh, okay, that's that point. Still doesn't make sense, though, but okay. <laughs> that, that's where that came. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I knew, like, here's the other thing, too, that was super disappointing. I knew the yeah. moment that very beginning they're like running and there's two guys once he looks at the guy and we don't see yeah, it was, it was a heavy handed clue yeah for sure very heavy handed but i feel like he definitely needed people to be following something because it was just so fucking <laughs> confusing yeah. that he just needed something that people understood so maybe that was that was that point but yeah i mean at the end of the day I, it's a nolan movie I'll, I'll always watch it and it'll always be fun yeah. but, no yeah. i'm with you there I, I i still like nolan quite a lot I think that yeah. you'd only people only criticize him the way they do because they like him so much. They wouldn't waste right. the time on him if they didn't, right. uh, you know, respect his films and, and him as a filmmaker. One thing totally. with that guy too is if you start watching the behind-the-scenes stuff, you can't help but like him and be interested, <laughs> even if like he can be pretentious of like dressing something up in like a very British intellectual way. When you're like, that's actually incredibly simple. But it's still you're still very intrigued because he knows how to. He's a good speaker and a good storyteller himself. Yeah, soft spoken and intelligent. And when you see what they did to pull off that film too, you are just like Jesus fucking Christ. You know, it was was amazing technically. Yeah, it definitely looks like, especially the last quarter of it, looks like I can't even understand how they blocked that or any. I don't get it. It just doesn't make any sense. Like it all just seems like this symphony that's being conducted by uh, you know just a master at, at action filmmaking and uh, i think that's the best kind of movie is like when you just really i mean e- you should be able to follow it to some extent but <laughs> there should be some mystery you know there should be some like what's going on up until the last second you know so yeah. i kind of like i kind of like that he was going for that i kind of like that he was trying to shoot for the the you know the mystery angle rather than just like just action set pieces so you know, yeah, he took a shot. Yeah, but I, I think know. we're good here. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna wrap it up. But um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Mike, thanks so much for coming on. Um, uh, we're gonna 
try to put this one out. I'm going to connect the other two episodes because I think, or the other two attempts, sorry, that we did at this episode. Um, just because I thought we had some good, good banter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, this will come out soon. But anyways, guys, this is the end with Adam. Uh, thanks.